This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. We said we weren't sure if we would do this episode, uh, the post-match reaction to the Czech Republic game, but um, the the Matthews, Peacock, Robbins reunited episode has uh, been postponed, unfortunately, so that will be coming up soon, I promise. Um, so here we are, we're going to do a, a post-match reaction to England versus Czech Republic that was last night. Um, and also catch up on some goings on at Ashton Gate today. But with me, as always, is Matt. Matt, how are you, sir? Very well, thank you, Patch. Yeah, and you? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. A little bit of sunshine creeping through today, so it's nice. But um, yeah, I'm sure you've been locked in that red room, haven't you? I, I have, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with Mr. Grey. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, with, just very quickly, for, for yeah. the listeners, what's going on with the room? I mean, you've... you've uh, before, so paint- when we When we first started this podcast, it was like a shrine to... Brian Tinian and Bristol it, City. It was, yeah. So I've now painted it. Um, and I, the weekend I will be putting back up the pictures that I've got. I've got, you know, the, the big stadium. Um, oh, yeah. So I've got that, which will go behind me here. Yeah, the mashup. Um, the, I've got the mashup as well. And that will go on this wall. And then, yeah, various other things. I've just got to find the time when I can be asked to do it, really. Absolutely. But I'll, I'll, I'll be doing that the weekend. And also, um, I, we've got a, a picture that we had made when we were number one football podcast after exactly. the Lansdowne interview. So um, yeah. we'll get that out there as well, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got a, a guest, and it's um, it's the, the halftime summariser of last season, Rob. Rob, how are you? Very good. Ha- happy summer to you both. Happy summer, happy summer solstice. (laughs) The longest day has come and gone. The nights are drawing in already, but uh, let's not dwell on that fact. Uh, so let's cover the England game first of all. Uh, it was a it was one where we'd already qualified, um, but a win guaranteed us, uh, you know, a home tie in the next round, looking like Germany, Portugal, or France, um, you know, or or even Hungary, if uh, Mister Naj performs. Uh, this evening we'll wait and see but it's next Tuesday at five o'clock so uh, strange time but um, I'm sure we'll make the most of it Um, but let's have a look at uh, first of all the team that we put out yesterday and Matt coming to you first obviously there was uh, you could say a shock start for for Saka um, Hmm. but um, didn't he take it didn't he take his opportunity well yeah he did Um, I've seen a fair bit of him um, playing for Arsenal and um, he featured in a couple of friendlies, didn't he? And, and yeah, he's, he's 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 quick and he's attacking, which is what we wanted. Um, and I thought with with him and Grealish sort of coming into the team, that we would sort of see a slightly different formation, a different way of playing, and, and that proved to be the case. Um, but yeah, I, I like Sacco. I like his energy, um, and he's he's quite fearless, isn't he? So, mm. and Kyle Walker came back in mm. and. Um, also, Harry Maguire. I think it was good to see Harry Maguire get ninety minutes. Rob, what do you think uh, about that starting lineup? Um, totally agree with Harry Maguire. I think we were all worried going into the tournament about playing without him. Um, we thought there was a real, or I certainly thought there was a real vulnerability potentially with uh, with Mings. In that, I do think he's got a howler in him. To be fair to Mings, he's put in two fantastic performances. But I think I think Maguire 
just elevates the team in terms of leadership and drive. Uh, and there was a moment, which I'm sure you'll come on to later, an amazing through ball after a very positive run forward through mm-hmm. ball to Kane. And I, and I just think he adds that level of assurity at the back. So he is a pivotal player for us. And I think you do have to get him in as soon as you can. Yeah, I think we've we've heard lots of people, um, you know, moaning on social media about the defensive midfield approach. But what it allowed last night was for Maguire and John Stones to make those sort of forward runs, which was great to see. And sometimes, you know, oppositions just don't know how to deal with that, Matt, do they? No, and, and I think um, Maguire in particular is very good at that. <clears throat> I did feel at times last night you could see that he was probably a little bit wary of his ankle. Um, but it's something he's very good at. He's, he's very good at bringing the ball out. Stones, I, I actually like Stones as a player, although I think he's potentially, uh, in the past, has had a bit of a rick in him, hasn't he? But um, Maguire just gives you that stability. I mean, it's no no coincidence that when he was out for the Man United um, side of things, you know, they, they, they lost a couple of games and looked shakier. So um, it's good to get him back in. But you have to also say bit harsh on Tyrone Mings because he's mm. probably been the better of the two out of him and Stones to be fair to him but you've obviously got that partnership already with Maguire haven't you with Stones so yeah and I think you know he he wanted to give Maguire minutes in a game of arguably less importance um just to see if he became an option in the yeah. later stages yeah absolutely. So, yeah, yeah absolutely well let's go through uh the minutes then um so second minute Shaw over the top and Sterling lobs the keeper um, but it hits the post, and again, a, a, you know, a bullet out of a gun in the in the you know in the offing. So it was almost it was almost in, but I, for me, it didn't ever look like it was going in. I'm actually surprised it hit the post. To be fair, Rob. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It was uh, first of all, I thought the keeper should have actually been more forceful in getting there. Um, but then, having seen that Sterling was going to get there ahead, it was almost a bit of an unconvincing finish. It's almost like he didn't really believe he was going to do it, whereas Probably other people... Frightened of a of a Harold Schumacher moment. Possibly, <laughs> possibly. Um, but I agree with you. It, it very quickly looked like it wasn't going in rather than it was going in. Mm. But what a ball over the top from Shaw there, uh, Matt. That was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was... Um... Typical Luke Shaw, really. He's been sort of very creative for Man United, and and I actually thought Sterling did pretty well to, to kind of get onto it. As you say, you you can't not be fearful of getting clattered by the keeper. So to have got there like he did, um, my first reaction was could could he have actually knocked it low and passed the keeper and kind of gone round him? But I think it was done at such speed, he did the right thing, and he was just a little bit unlucky. On another day, that hits the post where it hits and goes the other side, doesn't it? And bounces in. So yeah. Yeah, good to see Thomas Callas anticipating it though as well in being yeah, there ready to clear it. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll give we'll give Callas a a cameo rating, I think, at the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So at, at that point, I was watching it with my mum and dad. At that point, I turned to both of them and said, "Well, that's our, our one chance of the game gone." Um. But in the twelfth minute, we do go one 0 up. So Saka glides forward, eventually gets to Grealish, who linked up really well with with Harry Kane. Um, it was back to Grealish, chipped across, um, and Saka just misses it. But uh, Sterling's in the right place at the right time to head home, Rob. And we're one nil up, and it was great to see. Yeah, it was, um, it was a very small deflection, wasn't there, as as yeah. the cross came over, uh, and I think that is what ultimately lifted it beyond the defender and Saka. Um, yeah, that one he really couldn't miss. 
And uh, yeah, it was. I actually thought the chance had gone, but Gre- Grealish actually re-engineered the opportunity, having started off facing out towards the byline. Yeah. Oh, not the byline, the touchline. He, he then sort of found a bit more room, turned himself around, and yeah, brilliant cross. Yeah, fantastic, and uh, great to get that goal again quite early, Matt. Yeah, important. I think in the context of of the, the Scotland performance, um, more than the result. I don't. I don't necessarily think the result was horrendous um, from that perspective. But um, it, it's a bit of a difficult one for Bristol City fans with Jack Grealish. I think most Bristol City fans don't like him um, because he does have that uh, reputation. Is probably too strong a word, but he gets fouled an awful lot. But I think when you watch him play for England and you're watching him closely and you're watching him then as a supporter of him, mm. you do realise that he, he does, he's got a really, really good habit of getting on the ball and drawing in a foul. And, and he is absolutely one of those players that when he feels the touch on the back of his leg or whatever, he will go down. <laughs> Sometimes maybe it's a bit theatrical, um, but I, I I really, really like Jack Grealish. Um, you know, even as a, a City fan, I liked him when he played against us. I'm not going to say I didn't shout at him because I did. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think for me, he starts every time. If we, if we want to win a game and we want to attack, then he starts. Um, do I think he'll start the next game under Gareth Southgate? No, I don't. I think Foden will probably come in and he'll revert to type almost. But um, yeah, like like Rob said, I thought Grealish, he, he seemed to just find that extra yard of pace, put a lovely little dinked cross in. Yes, the deflection took it across, but I think it was going to the back post anyway and, and we would have got it. So And Sterling had to, to be there to finish it, didn't he? So yeah. for a bloke who gets a lot of stick, that's you know, he's the only bloke who scored for us, didn't he? So... Absolutely. Yeah. Right place, right time. Um, so Rob, you intimated about this earlier. So 25th minute, Maguire finds Kane with a great pass and Kane cuts inside, puts our friend Captain Callas on his ass <laughs> um, and right footed. It's, it's a great save from Vaslik, that one, Rob. Yeah, to- totally agree. Um, g- given, I mean, we've already talked about the ball and it was a fantastic ball through. Really, I, I didn't see it coming at all, but um Kane, considering the stick he's been getting, I thought he showed Kane at his best. Like you say, put Callas on the floor. The the finish was low, which is trademark Harry Kane. And yeah, just, you've just got to say hats off to the keeper. Really, yeah. really strong hand, potentially diving the wrong way. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Great to see those defence splitting passes coming from Maguire, and, and mm. coupled up with his defending ability, his presence from you know for us on set pieces, um, and adding to his game those those driving runs and also those defence splitting passes. I think he is a very important player um, for us going forward. Definitely, um, we'll come on to the ratings and also picking the side for the next one shortly. Um, 27 minutes, good build-up from the Czech Republic. Um, Pickford is called into action with a great save from Holas, I think it was. Um, following corner isn't dealt with very well. Um, could easily have been an equaliser there. But um, let's touch on that save from Pickford. You know, on first inspection, I thought that was, you know, going well wide. But the the angle, the camera angle from behind the goal, mat, that one was flying in, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, that's the one where he, he seemed to dive quite low down as well and it, it wasn't on the floor but it was you know it was in the middle of the goal but but almost I don't I don't know if he saw it late but it mm. it was a cracking save um and as you say when you looked at the angle from behind the player and watched the strike 
he thought he was in all the way. And, and it's almost the last minute where you see Pickford making that save. So I, I think Pickford's been absolute quality. I really do. Yeah, well, he was um, man of the match, wasn't he, for us? He was for a first one, wasn't he, for us? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, And I'll see, Rob, that's three clean sheets. You know, it's it's a European competition. It's three clean sheets. We've only scored two goals. But if I'd have said to you at the start of the Euros, we're going to have three clean sheets and and finish top of the group, you'd take it, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And and three, three clean sheets, given for two of them, you were without your best defender. Um. It, just just going back, I think what Trippier did in the first game was was vital to yeah. give support, at, at, you know, against uh, Croatia's sort of dangerous area, if you like. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yesterday that that incident you just described with the save from Pickford. That were that sort of ensuing melee. That was probably the first time that I thought, oh, mm. we we don't look too competent here. But other than that. We have looked really solid. Yeah, no, I agree. Thirty-fourth um, minute, a great save with his head from Luke Shaw, um, and then the Czech missed a chance where they should have done better. Again, you know, that's six minutes after that little melee in the box, Matt, where you think, you know, that any if that bounces off of someone's leg in a different direction, there's an equaliser and another one coming up straight after. Really, yeah, it, it was a little bit panicky, wasn't it? That little period of time, and and. Um, I think it was a free kick on Shaw. I think he he kind of, it was a diving head and the guy shaped to do a, a bit of a scissor overhead kick, didn't he? But it fell to um, the West Ham guy, um, Soufflé, Souchek, Souchek. Souffle, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah that's him. Yeah, yeah. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice look. I think there is one called that, isn't there? But, um, and Soufflé, yeah. Um, and he, he struck it really well. And I think he thought it was in. Um, and afterwards realised what a great chance it was. So, but yeah, yeah. again, you know, credit Luke Shaw from a defensive point of view, but I, th- I think you're always going to get, with Harry Maguire coming back in, having missed the football that he's missed, there are bound to be little periods of time like that. But but generally, I thought they defended well again. Yeah. Yeah, so on the past two podcasts, we've spoken about Harry Kane, and I think the universal opinion was that he's either carrying a knock, worried about his place at Tottenham, transfer, whatever. Or, um, But the first couple of games, he was off the pace. Tonight, uh, last night, he was improved, and it was great to see on the 42nd minute that he shot from about 18, 20 yards, uh, which is what we expect from him. We expect him to you know, shoot on sight, shoot when he can. And he got a shot away um, and yeah, it was parried by the keeper. But again, Rob, great to see him taking those opportunities and having a shot, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's funny, actually. I, um, as you know, I do like a little little flutter on all of this. And um, I'd, I'd gone with uh, Paddy Power doing all other, obviously, bookies are just as good, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I did. they're doing a free bet builder. And um, I basically did Kane to have two shots on target last night. England, five corners or more. Um, the only thing that was missing is that I also went for a Kane assist. But the the reason I went for it was just knowing that because there's been murmurings about Kane, you just knew he would answer his critics straight away. So so that we talked about the keeper save earlier. We took that shot then. That's just classic Harry Kane, and that is the threat that he will continue to pose for the opposition. Mm. Yeah, we'll come on to Harry Kane's rating and uh, shortly because second yeah. half, Matt. I haven't got a lot written down. It was really 
just sort of playing the game out almost like you know that that game of old at Bristol City I think it was versus Coventry in the 70s where they both had to draw to to stay up <laughs> it was just literally yeah. everyone was qualified um and that was pretty much you know it really. yeah I, I I don't know that it was um it was down to that. I just don't think England played particularly well the second half. I think he made the the, the changes that he made um, tactically, I guess, to, to go a little bit more defensive. You know, he, he brought Grealish off who... Yeah, Henderson came on start, and yeah, Rice came off in the 45th yeah, minute. Yeah, which you, you, you could argue is, is like for like, albeit, I mean, in some ways you can probably see that's more attacking because I think Henderson um, is, is a better footballer, you know, on the ball. Um, but he seemed to show his lack of match practice, which is understandable, by gave a couple of sort of sloppy passes away. And, and it just seemed to deteriorate. And, and I, I read a couple of sort of tweets afterwards from, from mates of mine sort of saying, you know, if it's 1-0, you know, people are moaning about it. But if we win 1-0 every game and we win the tournament, happy days. And I get that. And, and absolutely, that's right. But but Lee Granger, who's obviously a, a, a friend of the show and has been on, sort of said, I, I don't know how I'd feel about watching England performances like that <laughs> to the final because you know you, you've got to be honest about it. The second half was pretty dull, wasn't it? And I don't, yeah. I don't genuinely don't think it was dull because of you know your your Coventry reference. I just think we stopped playing, we stopped getting the ball forward. Rashford came on and looked a shadow of the Marcus Rashford that you know is available. Um, Sancho mm. came on, didn't really do too much. So yeah, it Bell- was, Bellingham uh, as well. Bellingham, yeah, yeah. I've, um, I've got a theory. Um, yeah. Well, and, and I think, and it will come down to what we talk about in terms of team selection as well. Um, per se, I do understand the merits of the two. We'll call them holding midfielders, but I think that underplays them a little bit. That let's call them traditional midfielders rather than attacking midfielders. Um, but obviously at half-time, Henderson came on and Rice went off. And I think Rice has been standout for a, a couple of months now, ever since he's come back from his sort of late-season injury. I think he he's, he's really shows a dynamism that frees up um, Calvin Phillips. And whereas Henderson didn't really come crashing back in to the same impact that Maguire did. Henderson looks like he's a little bit off the pace. Mm. And it, and if you've got somebody a little bit off the pace in your engine room, maybe a lot of the other cogs just don't look as effective as a result. Yeah. And I think, I think that's possibly can at least half explain why things perhaps tailed off a bit, a little bit yesterday. Yeah. And then it gets onto the stage of just protecting the result as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There was two, a couple of things to mention in the second half there on the 59th minute, um, it was it was a, a dangerous ball in from from the Czech Republic and Pickford opts to punch where he should catch. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I just just what you know kept thinking, why hasn't he caught that? But it, it seems to happen quite a lot. And it, is, is, is it something you know to do with the modern game, Matt, or or what? I I think he got caught a little bit and thought he was going to get there and couldn't, and then had to punch it. And then when he actually did have more time, so it looked a bit of a poor punch, really. Um, but I think it is absolutely is part of the modern game. Um, they seem to punch an awful lot more. Um, not many keepers come for crosses now, do they? And catch them. I think mm. we were a bit a bit lucky when we had Nicky Mindper. We were used to seeing him do that, weren't we? So I think I think the balls have changed as well, haven't they? So they perhaps they perhaps wobble around a little bit more. Right, and then again, obviously, as as the game's grown, 
everything is under such scrutiny that I, I guess goalkeepers in particular are even more aware of making mistakes. Yeah, and 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 I think it's almost seen now that catching the ball is a, is a luxury, and and the first thing is to make sure you get something on it. Another Maybe thing, another thing uh, that an observation, you know, the modern game we talk about is is there's much more focus on ball retention and pass completion, isn't there? You know, it, it's so often it goes backwards, sideways, uh, across the yeah. back. Not just England. Every game I've watched, there's ball retention, and and then there's just almost well, waiting for that opportunity yeah. to come rather than forcing it. No, Bristol City case in point, isn't it? We we've yeah. we've seemed to want to do that. Um, and, and England did it certainly in the Scotland game. Um, and, and as a fan, you would prefer to see someone take a chance and, and actually look to try and find that pass and look to find the run. And, and we don't do that. And there were a few times, even last night, where we, we seem to deliberately play it back as opposed to trying to find something going forward. Arguably, you also have the ones where you, you, you do that forward pass and just give it away to their keeper. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Patch. I think there's just this, this, mindset of not wanting to give the ball away and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna play devil's advocate on this one because i'm by and large i'm completely with both of you on this but um that maguire through ball to kane that came at the end of a lot of backwards and sideways passing yeah and so i think the mentality now is patience not even yeah. necessarily ball retention it yeah. it's patience and moving a side around and you look at what Pep does at Man City, that's classic what they do. They they literally start trying to keep pulling people out of place until that hole opens up and then they'll exploit it. Yeah. So I think it's almost a mindset of us as supporters. Yeah, Maybe. I don't disagree. Yeah. I, I think but, I think but it's dull is... to watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get it. I get it yeah. too. Yeah. No, yeah, and yeah, it is a thing with that, that footballers are taught as well is to just you know, give me the ball, I'll give it back to you. It's you know, it's keeping the ball moving. It's, it's you know, waiting for that opportunity to to come, and someone comes out of position, and then the, the ball goes through. Um, there was one thing, one other thing was the Henderson goal that was ruled offside. I mean, I could see it was offside before it went in the net. Yeah. Um, and then they pan to the linesman and he's sort of sticking yeah. his flag up. But they're told not to stick their flag up, aren't they, now until until like afterwards? To, to be fair, and, and and like you, Patch, as soon as it went in, I said to, to Jeff, yeah, I didn't, it's, I off, didn't it's, it's off it's offside, it's offside, sort of straight away. Um and, and I got slightly frustrated with um I don't know if it was it Sam Matterface doing the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Um but to be fair, I don't know where they are in the stadium watching it up in the gantry and actually their live view of it might not be as good as ours on the TV, mm. but it's all, you know, they're straight away. It's kind of, Oh, Jordan Henderson, that's his first goal. He's the first player that, you know, and add 50 caps. We all know as fans, the first thing we, or the vast majority of fans do when you score, you look at the linesman, don't you? <laughs> and obviously they, they didn't do that. And, and you're right. In terms of the linesman, it's frustrating. That one I kind of got, because although we could see it, I guess there was an argument of, well, did it? You, you couldn't quite be sure who played the ball. And even when you look back first time, it was like, well, did Bellingham play it onto him? Or mm. um, it's the other ones where, you know, you've got a single attacker running for a ball and no one else is near him. And they wait until the attacker's right on the ball and then do it. It's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Modern game. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, 1 0. 
um, through as winners of the group um, and await to see who we face and we'll find out later this evening, but uh, Tuesday at 5pm. Um, let's, yeah, let's what's, come... what's the scenario where we would play Hungary? They'd have to win. Yeah, they have to come second, don't they? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they have to well, whoever second. has to come Do second. They, yeah. But yeah, Hungary would have to win today. Yeah. Before they come into the equation, so right, so yeah. I mean, it's looking like Germany, Portugal, or France, and that any either of those three are all going to be very very difficult games. Um, so it's almost which would you get, prefer? I think Portugal out of the three. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Um, I'd probably I'd probably go Germany actually. Would you? Yeah. God blame. Yeah. But you never know what you're going to get. The first game they were awful, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. And then they tore Portugal apart, didn't they? Yeah. So they're quite. They're quite. Um, Quite an aging side, aren't they? Germany yeah, now. Yeah, but yeah, they can yeah. turn it. They can turn it on. I think um, you know either way is going to be difficult. And but equally, it's great to have a test like that early doors. Because um, if we do have Portugal, France, or Germany and win and play well, then you know you'll start to believe, won't you? Um, Absolutely. And then I think the path is you know nothing's easy, but arguably a bit easier. Once you get through that game, um, I think it, someone was saying Sweden. It was possibly looking like. Well, um, the, the funny know. thing is, the funny thing is, you did have the people in the camp of saying, "Oh yeah, you're better off finishing second. But you're in reality, going to face one of those teams. <laughs> well, in in reality, what it would have done is it would deferred that same group, Portugal, France, or Germany, to the quarterfinals. Yeah, exactly. And and you at that point, you'd actually be playing the team that won that group. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'd rather play the team that are second in that group than the side that win it. Well, yeah. and as Gareth Southgate said at the end, you know, our priority is to play at home in Wembley. Absolutely. 45,000 people. That's that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's exactly. that's the key. That's exactly. the key. Um, so, Matt, let's come on to the ratings then. Um, okay, yeah. Do you want to just go through and we'll see what we got? Yeah. So, Pickford thought did everything he, he needs to do. Um, you know, I've. I'll give him a six. He made the one good save. Arguably give him a seven because of that. But yeah, yeah go seven. seven. Let's go seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Walker, I thought, was was decent. Um, got forward as he does, bombs on. I thought defensively he was good last night as well. I don't recall too many times him getting caught out of position or anything. So I love um, what I loved about Walker as well was there was a, there was one time where he was the one chasing down the goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he, you know, come from nowhere, but he's yeah. so quick, isn't he? Well, he didn't the oldest, comment on it. Yeah, the oldest but, but, yeah. player in the team, but he's still the yeah. quickest. He said he's still the quickest. And there were two moments, and I always quite like to see it, where the ball comes across and he chested it back to Pickford. Yeah, um, in the back post. So, on, on that basis, I'll give him a seven because I thought, you know, he, he he was decent again. Stones and Maguire, I'm going to go seven for both of those as well. I didn't think we got caught out. Um, Maguire coming back in, you know, great fair play to him. Um, and then Luke Shaw, um, I thought was quite creative. So I'll go seven with him. I think the back four, I'll go seven, all, all, all ends up, back five even. Yeah. Um, left to right, uh, or let's do the, the two defensive midfielders. Um, it's difficult with, with Rice and it, and probably in particular Phillips, because I think Phillips, although he is a defensive midfielder, um, he obviously gets on the ball quite well. And, and the weekend's game, or the first game, the Croatia game, he was excellent money, even going forward, getting, you know. Yeah. Um, but again, with both of them, you know, you, you, you've got to say they're definitely two sixes. Mm. Didn't really do anything wrong. So you could argue two sevens, but I don't know they did much. 
I think going Phillips, forward for me, I'd, so. I'd go more two sixes, Matt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Phillips yeah. was Phillips was lucky to escape a booking as well at one point, wasn't he? Couldn't believe he didn't. Could you? For, no. it was an obvious pullback as yeah. they were attacking. In yeah, and and they kept sort of saying about the ref. Oh, I thought he was excellent. He let things go, and I thought actually, yeah, but he let the wrong things go. There was well one incident, times. a set of incidents like at one after each other in about the 80, yeah. 80th minute where two players got assaulted, and he was just yeah. like, play on. <laughs> And, and the, the the one um, Bakary Saka um, had a, a move across the box, didn't he? And got tripped. Um, he definitely got caught. Definitely or was impeded. Yeah. And the refs kind of having a go. Well, again, yeah. okay, well book him because yeah. you're saying that was simulation, so book him. But See, if he could have got booked, would he have then been asked to go and check VAR? No, no. Okay, no, it's only if not, it's a red not card. for bookings. Yeah, it's only red cards. Yeah, because he definitely which again is a bit of a, a one of those sort of rules that you think ought to be changed mm. um so we go two sixes Grealish I've got to go seven um because he created the goal I thought he did a lot of really good stuff in the first half and and in tight games which you're going to get as the group moves forward he will win you free kicks you know out of nothing um mm. what I like about him is he, he wants to drive forward he wants the ball he's got that arrogance about him so yeah it's a seven for me for him um Sterling definitely a seven. Did he do enough to go above a seven? He scored the goal, obviously, which was important. Had the first opportunity. Gets a fair bit of stick still. Um, I thought he worked He worked hard last night. So it'd be a seven, but I wouldn't argue against an eight. Um, I, I wouldn't go up to an eight. I, I think okay. as, as good as it is him scoring, he's still yeah. not a very best, in my opinion, just yet. No, I, I, I could say that. But yeah, I'll, all right, we'll, we'll go seven. Um, Saka, Saka, sorry, was was my man of the match. I thought his exuberance, the way a couple of runs in the first half on the right hand side were, were just fantastic. Um, so it, it would be an eight for me. Understandably tired um, as the game went on. Do you know what um, he's got he to do? Though? Such he's a got, shift. He's got to follow that that performance up. And so often we yeah. see players making their their debut for club for country having a cracking game. And then it's almost that that fearlessness and that drive is coached out of them. You know, we've seen it at City yeah. a number of times. But um, but he needs to be he needs to be given the opportunity to start a game, which again, you know, will if if we get France or Germany, will Southgate revert to type and go a little bit more safe in um I don't know. But but I thought he was man of the match and yeah, was an eight. Um and Harry Kane, it was a seven for me. I thought Kane did did well. Much, much improved. I get a little bit frustrated with him dropping deep like he does. And I know he does it with Spurs. Mm. Um, and he does, I mean, he hit two or three absolutely wonderful passes out wide. But I'd still like to see him staying more centrally because I think he does an awful lot of work that understandably then gets a little bit tired later on. But yeah. it was much more the, the, the Harry Kane you expect. And he's not stupid. He's going to be picking up on the rumours of a £100 million bid with Man City, isn't he? So... Mm. Yeah, you, you. I don't. I defy anybody to say that wouldn't affect you. It's bang yeah. to. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a much better improved performance from him. Would he start for my next game? Hundred percent, because he's still our best striker. So wow. yeah, your your um, ratings, I think, um, unless I'm mistaken, for Harry Kane have been four, five, seven. Yeah, so it's going so in the right direction. Trend, I'd, yeah. have, I'd, have, I'd have probably not gone as far as seven because ultimately he didn't score. And I know this is really harsh, but I'm bench, yeah. benchmarking him on what we'd expect from him. 
it was better, yeah. but it's still not the full package just yet. Well, just for, yeah, just, I, just I for um, just for the line, Matt, should we go hmm. six? Because then it's four, five, six. Just yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. E- easier um, graph, I, isn't it? I, I, I get it. I, I just think that um, there's a lot going on, as I said, around him. And, and I thought he put in a shift last night, which he hadn't been. You couldn't really say last night that he didn't look fit, whereas I think the first two games you could have said that. Um, and then sub-wise, I don't know that anybody, I don't know why long they played about, to warrant Maybe it, Henderson. Yeah. Uh, Harry Kane would get 10 out of 10 in the final. Be exactly. Brilliant. That's what we That'd want. Superb. That's what we want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in, terms um, of, in terms of Southgate, Matt, he, yep. obviously he took he took a bit of a risk with Saka um, and making a few changes, bringing Maguire back in, etc. I think it, I think it was, um, you know, other than the fact it was, again, a second half of of nothingness of of, yeah. of of just playing the game out, managing the game out. Yeah. You know, for in terms of excitement and watchability, you know, he's won the game, hasn't he? S- similarly, it's a, it's a, a six or a seven, in whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, I think, I think um, so. he made he made the right call. Excuse me, with Saka, which was brave. People are saying about Sancho, you know, you've got a bloke there being touted for whatever you know tens of millions for going to Man United. Um, so that was brave. The, the, the Grealish one, I think there's so much clamour for Grealish that, you know, he, he almost had to bring him in. But yeah, he got it right. Maguire, it would have been it would have been quite easy to say with Maguire, the, the back two, we've not conceded. They've both mm. been excellent. No, you know, we'll, we'll keep Harry on the bench. But he recognises he's his best defender. So no, you know, fair, fair play to him. So on that basis, I think three big calls got him right, as he did with the Trippier one in the first game. So let's, let's be generous and go seven. Okay, brilliant. All right, let's um let's park England. Well, actually, no, we won't park England. We'll talk about the next game. So England versus whoever. Mm. Um, it's going to be a difficult game. What's your starting lineup first of all, Robert? Um, okay, so I, I guess we're going to be opponent dependent, but in principle, uh, I think obviously the two centre halves and the goalkeeper are as was last night. Um. I would say you're probably Walker is your reliable bet on the right and Chilwell is out of the equation on the left at the moment. So unless there's a specific role to bring Trippier back in for, then, then I guess you'd stick with the same fullbacks. So Shaw uh, and Walker, Maguire yeah. and Stones. Yep. Yeah. And then park, park the, that there a second, Rob. Okay. Matt, are you happy with that? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Again, it's going to come down to who you're playing, I think. And as Rob said, if there's a specific role, you you might be looking at a different sort of, you know, if you're playing Portugal or you're playing France. But yeah, I, but let's, I would let's set that. our team out as we want it they, to be. They, yeah, I know, but we, we Southgate's not going to do that, isn't he? But if it's for, from our point of view, that's the that's yeah. the back four that I would okay. play. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. go okay, well, carry on, Rob. So again, this is on the assumptive that the formation doesn't change, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard talk of potentially playing wing-backs, again, opponent-dependent. But let's say we're going to stick with what we got. Um, on that basis, for me, on what I've seen last night, it has to be Rice and Calvin Phillips. I think they have to be inked in ahead of Henderson at this point. Matt? Matt. Um, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you got two. We need three, and then obviously I, I, I'm putting well, Harry Kane. Harry Kane's, Harry Kane's a given. Yeah. 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 So who's your three? So the wild card, which I know has been talked about, and it depends on what goes on behind the scenes and what's important and what's not important. The wild card could be that Mount actually comes straight back in without training with the team, 
because he is uh, Southgate's Mister Dependable. He's allowed, he, isn't he? He would be allowed. Yeah. It, it would be the day after his right, okay. isolation finishes. But the point is, he wouldn't have been able to uh, train with train the group. or work on any yeah any sort of yeah. You know, formation. So so it is pieces, it is yeah. a wild card, but you know again looking over the previous months he's more often than not been England's star player and he makes a lot of the rest of it tick mm. so so for me there's a real conundrum there um this is where i struggle saka has definitely earned the right with his enterprise but i hear what you're saying pat i mean he's not going to drop sterling is he let's be honest no so Sterling, yeah, Sterling's the, the, in. It's 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 the two spots remaining. Yeah, Foden, Mount, Grealish, Saka. Yeah, I think. I think, given the strength of the opponent, unless it's too much of an obstacle, I think it would be Mount. Um. So log- if it's a logistical obstacle that just can't be overcome, mm. then otherwise. But yeah, I think it'd be Mount. Rashford hasn't done enough because that would have also been no. a go-to. So I'm going to rule him out and I'll rule Sancho yep. out. Yep. So I think it will really come down to one from Foden, Grealish and Saka. Yeah. I'm I inclined think, I, I, to think I'm thinking, Foden. Yeah, I'm thinking Foden, big game. 100% Foden. Well, big he, game player. He rested him because yeah. he was on a yellow card. So you, you, you can't say to a bloke, I'm taking you out because you're on a yellow. I want you for the next game, mm. and then not not put him back in. Yeah. So yeah, I think Foden definitely. Okay. Um, I I wouldn't play Mount. I don't think you can play Mount on okay. on that basis because the they should be working on too much when they know where their opposition is. So yeah. So who would you have instead of Mount then, Matt? Um, yeah, it would be Grealish. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. So Pickford, Walker, Maguire, Stone, Shaw, Rice, Phillips, Foden, Grealish or Mount, Sterling and Kane. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, right, the Euros. Uh I just got a touch on Denmark, everyone's second team. Uh that what a fantastic performance that was. It was I just absolutely was engrossed in that game, yeah. the four one. Um, half expecting them to pan to Ericsson in the crowd. Obviously, I don't know, you know, he was at the training. Was he in the crowd? No, no, he he, he he wasn't, but I was half expecting him to be, but maybe that would take a bit of, you know, bit too much attention away from the players on the pitch because, you know, they, they did an absolutely fantastic job and it was it was great to see. So, um, you know, they're going to be one, a team that I'll be following and, and supporting, I think, you know, not, not England, but, you know, one of those teams that, who, they, who knows, they could go all the way. They've done it before. It's, it's mm. really it's really good. I had this, this wild thought last night, of course, we would naturally, even without the Ericsson scenario, as Englishmen, we would naturally be supporting Denmark on Saturday anyway, because the Welsh don't like us. <laughs> so, so, so what goes goes both ways. But um, I thought you were going to say because of the Hummel connection. No, well, there's that as well. But f- funny enough, um, they've done a fantastic job at my local. I better plug them. The Ring of Bells Nelsey. They they've made an. It's like a, fa- a fan zone basically. And um, you've got all the St. George flags, white and red. Be very nicely complemented with the Danish flag, red and white, wouldn't it? <laughs> mm. So so maybe if England do move out, maybe they can just sort of re- reverse the colours. Quick update oh. uh, from the game. Uh, Spain have just missed the penalty, Morata. Oh, Morata. Mm. Mm. Um, I have to say, I mean, for me, 
I completely echo what you're saying about Denmark. Um, I'd like to see Wales go through because I, I want to see Joe Morrell continue. Um, yeah, you know, we can't really lose like can Joe Morrell. <laughs> no, exactly. So I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. And even last night, I, I actually I wanted the Scots to go through. I, you know, for me, I, I want to see England, Scotland, and Wales, you know, go through and, and do well because they've got players that you know you're, you're aware of and stuff. So I was a bit gutted for them. But if um, if you can't beat Croatia when you're playing at home and you know what you've got to do, then yeah. what yeah, can you exactly. expect? Really? Yeah, I think, no, I'm really I think... enjoying it. Really enjoying the the Euros so far. No, it's been you brilliant. Know, yeah, I, I haven't really missed a game. Um, you know, it's one of those ones where it's 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 great to see during the day. It's a little reward at the end of the day when when you've been working and stuff. So, yeah, really enjoying it. And obviously moving on to the knockout stages, it's going to be, um, you know, fantastic to, to keep up with that. But uh, we'll move on to Bristol City now. Actually, mm. before we move on to Bristol City, um, Radio Bristol this evening, you know, this podcast probably will be out just in time if you listen to it now. But uh, the, the Three Peeps in a Podcast regular show will be featured this evening on BBC Upload with Adam Crowther. They've been a big, he's been a big supporter of the podcast for a number of years. So they'll be playing the Jolly Hog episode. Um, so talking to the boys from Jolly Hog. Um, about their journey um, through from you know the conception really of of the company and how successful they've been. So uh, I don't know what bits they're picking out of it, but uh, but tune into BBC Upload. You can get that on demand on BBC Sounds app as well. Um, right, radio. Let's move on to to Bristol City. So in order of um, you know event, the first thing I want to talk about, Matt is the Jonathan Gold interview. I thought that was really good, really refreshing. I, I thought the Richard Gold one was better, though. I've got Jonathan <laughs> Gold. I've written down Jonathan Gold here. So, uh, I have no idea. I, yeah, I don't know. Just, brother, brother, brother. It's, his, it's his brother who played in It golf. is, played in golf. Yeah. He did, yeah, he did. Yeah. Right. How about the Bobby Gold interview? Have you heard yeah. that one? Yeah. <laughs> but no, the, the Richard Gold interview, I thought was absolutely fantastic. Great job from, from Dave Barton and mm. equally really enjoyed how relaxed and open and honest he was and it was just refreshing to hear Matt wasn't it the the lack of polished politician speaking going on it was good absolutely yeah the lack of spin um he, he is much more down to earth um you know we, we we knew that there's Mark Ashton is is kind of one of a kind to a certain extent isn't he um but everything he had to say yeah it was it was good to hear it was good that I think it was one question um that I and I'm trying to think which one it was, but in the past it would have been deflected, and he, he answered it. And it might have been about the transfers, or that mm. there would be good news this week, or something. Oh no, I know what it was. It was about the friendly as well. Yes, so they're looking to get another friendly, and you just felt that already. You think that he's going to be much better at communicating with the fans, um, and it's a bit of an easy hit, really, isn't it? Because you know that was if you go on any forum, or you've looked at anything in the past, you know that mm. fans felt sort of agreed with that so no he, he couldn't have come across any better could he and, and yeah. said that hope there would be some news soon um and obviously there are other news that we'll go on to talk about so yeah. i thought it was very impressive yeah and, and for you his rob, record's superb yeah absolutely for you rob i know you're big into cricket as well and he's had a, a, a you know a heavily involved sorry um cricket yeah club. i um well i mean before that i <laughs> my not my story but my sort of knowledge of, of Richard Gould goes back a long time because we both went to the same school, all, oh, right. albeit, albeit I think about a year or two years apart. Um, a, bit more, a bit more than that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold I on. know which he, way you're going to say. Yeah. He's older. Yeah, he's older. Yeah. Um, 
yeah so so yeah so i knew him from back then and then i'm sort of big somerset fan and before he went off to surrey he did great things at somerset he, he basically took a sleeping backwater county to real having having a real profile um and he's a, he's a very genuine person i know mm. my dad knows him pretty well and my dad's friend who used to be the chairman down at somerset and and they'll all have positive things to say about him because he is how you see him yeah he's just a very down-to-earth normal bloke so yeah Absolutely. i mean I, I was really encouraged to see that for a lot of people that would have been the first that city fans would have seen for him yep. Yep. so i was really i was really pleased that he came across that way yeah, yeah. you're right um patch to call out as well dave dave barton and the way that it was done i mean a bit like with the nigel pearson one very relaxed but but didn't come across contrite or anything it was it just felt like a normal conversation didn't it so i thought yeah. i thought both were very well done yeah absolutely completely agree um right first signing was uh i, th- I think this is right order so a, a year deal for danny simpson um so he had a few appearances for us at the end of last season you know we we could risk being turned into foxes reunited okay. see what i've done there yeah um but remains to be seen obviously first choice right back i think next season will probably be zach viner um but let's wait and see on that and but yeah danny simpson he's still got some gas left in the tank uh matt first of all your thoughts on that yeah we we saw glimpses didn't we i mean i think he he got a um an injury didn't he which ruled him out for sort of four or five games and and by his own admission was struggling for a fitness kind of right from the get-go so um, I think a, a good pre-season with him. I've not read or seen his his interview. I did see a little clip on Twitter where someone sort of said that it looked like he was alluding to being more than just a player. So I don't know if there is any kind of coaching okay. coaching element to it um, or if someone's kind of reading between the lines there. But, you know, I, I think a year's contract is decent. Um, if it is going to be Zach Viner who, who's going to sort of vie for that position as well, he's going to be learning off of him, isn't he? Um, I think defensively, Simpson's very good as a, a, a fullback. It's, it's going the other way that I think I've read Huddersfield fans sort of said he, he wasn't that great getting forward. But again, you know, I think a full preseason under Nigel Pearson, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy with a year's contract on him. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, so the next one was uh, Matty James, which was announced today um, on the roof, but on the roof of the, the High Performance Centre. Ah, I think. Um, so, Rob, your thoughts on, on Matty James. Played for Barnsley and Coventry last season, racked up some really good stats. Um, midfield, I don't know much more than that. Defensive, attacking, what's your view? Um, well, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. This, this is uh, out of all the rumours that have been abounding. Uh, him and probably Barry Douglas at Leeds are probably the two that I've been keenest to see land. Um my understanding is Matty James is, let's say, a genuine midfielder, neither defensive nor attacking. Um, I, I think he is your, your traditional midfielder. Like you say, the stats look good. Uh, I've watched the interview uh, since he arrived, and I think that came across really, really positively and taps into the whole approach and professionalism that, I think you two both alluded to in terms of what Pearson would be driving. And and I, again, I think Matt 
Matt and myself are in agreement with this, that I think I'd probably see him as being our captain. Yeah, it'd be interesting, um, Matt, wouldn't it? Matt, you you know more about um, non-City players than, than most, but um, where, where, would you, where would you see him? How would you compare him to what we've had in the past? Oh, good question. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you, you do ask them. Yeah, I'm trying to think who who I'd look at him as. Um, is he uh, is he as as marauding as Marvin Elliott, or is he more of well, a Wade Elliott, or is he more? I, of a... I'd say probably more 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 Wade Elliott, but he has still got a bit of physicality about him as well. Um, he's you know for, for for me he's kind of what we want in terms of the right age with the experience um you know he's had a, a couple of nasty injuries so he's keen to you know um make a mark again and he's good pedigree i mean he was man united youth you know so he's he's, he's got that pedigree about him so yeah i mean i i think marvin elliott his pomp was standalone but I, I think probably a combination of him and and wade elliott as rob said he, he can play he can get in the box he can score goals he can defend and tackle um and i We've talked about Thomas Callas, who I, you know, I, I really rate, um, but I prefer my captain to be a talking captain as opposed to a captain by example, which I think is what Thomas is. Um, and what does that so do? I, I'd certainly be looking at that. What does that do to Thomas Callas if he gets the captaincy taken away from him? You don't often see that, do you? But I honestly think it affected his game last season. It's how it's how you manage it to an extent, isn't it? I think I think you're right. I think. Um, I don't know his character to know whether would that bother him. Um, it might, it might not. Plus, we also don't know whether there's anything else going on behind the scenes. It used to say that, you know, we Callas isn't being touted for a move or anything. You just don't know, do you? Mm. But all things being equal, if he stays, I'd like to think that Pearson would manage it in such a way um, that, yeah. But but to be fair, he might be completely happy with Callas as a captain. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just a fan's view, isn't it? So, yeah. We did say I we... Think- Go on, Rob, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I do think that Callas will get stripped of captaincy and I do think that perhaps it will free him up. Um, and and the, the one, the sort of rumour that I'm keeping interest, close eyes on at the moment is this guy from Oxford. Oxford. Yeah, he, he, he really does sound like he's he's rated throughout the game. But we've we've got, as long as we don't screw it up by just being too tight for the then, sake of like a couple of hundred thousand yeah it, it does it does you sound can make like up that are... difference can't you matt you can make up that difference <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like we're potentially front runners and it, it, it he sort of fits what we would want as fans as well so mm. on the one hand pearson is getting in some knowns for character yeah but then you do also want to bring in some of those that are going to get bigger still and, yeah. and, he, and he kind of fits that profile, doesn't he? Well, yeah, and I think it's a last, not last chance saloon, but if, if Robbie Cundy doesn't get a look in this season, when when will he? Um, Taylor Moore, you could, you know, he, there's talk of him maybe going this season. Um, for a man who this time last year, Matt, we were sort of touting as the Bristol City captain, captain weren't we? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, quite often there's no smoke without fire is there and there's a lot of talk of, of sort of Taylor Moore um, potentially moving on and 
if, if Nigel Pearson don't fancy him, then that's obviously going to happen, isn't it? But, you know, I, I, I like Taylor Moore and I'd like to think that under Nigel Pearson that, that he would improve as a player. You know, I get a bit annoyed when fans talk about, well, he's always got a mistake in him. Yeah, he made a big mistake against Middlesbrough, but he, he doesn't do that every game. And, no. you know, we've seen a lot of games where he was the out-and-out player looking to drive forward. So I really, really hope there's a future for Taylor Moore at Bristol City because I, I really like him. I, th- I think we were short going into last season in terms of rock-solid centre-half um, options. So I see Callas as being one of three people vying for two spots. So you, you've got to have that strength. And then your Taylor Moores, they come after that. They're, they're the next level and they're the ones that will benefit from being around those, those more established people. You you need you need four or five centre halves going into a season, yeah. but out of those four or five, I think you need three that could each say I should be starting. Yeah. Um, and, and you know injuries and suspensions will probably mean that all three of those lead three would get exactly the same pitch time over the course of a season. Yeah. Well, if you play if you play three five two five three two, then you need three. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't be, did, I wouldn't be playing that. Yeah, what did um. I mean, Nigel Pearson was talking about two centre halves, wasn't he? Um, yeah. One in two centre halves, midfield, um, and a striker. Um, or two, was it two midfield and a striker. Net. Yeah. When when we've not talked about, you know, as as Rob said, potentially a left back with with Barry Douglas. You know, I know we were clamouring for um, George Nurse and Cam Pring to come back last season, but I think that was because we were so short and we mm. knew that we were playing a midfielder there. Um, all things being equal now, I'd like to see those two guys going back out on lane again at that kind of good level of club Portsmouth and maybe first division wise, um, you know, I, again. So I, Barry I, Douglas I, would be a great signing. Yeah. If we don't get Barry, even if we do get Barry Douglas, Jada Silva is, you know, high risk, not going to not going to play the whole season. Yeah. Let's, let's hope he does. And he's there yeah. every game. Fantastic. But Cam Pring has been someone who's really excited me when I've watched him play. He looks like Joe Bryan, doesn't he? When you exactly. see him, I mean, I've so, seen so much footage when he was at Warsaw. That, I'd love yeah, to get, it's... I'd love to see him get, you know, a good run yeah. of games and we can yeah. really see if he, how he plays. Yeah. I, know, I think, I think what Pearson, I think what Pearson's trying to do is I think he's trying to get to a trusted first 11, which takes all the pressure off all of these kids because they will be needed at some point but they're not the person that has to take that role, that starting role. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Let's just for argument's sake, say tonight, um, Adam Naj has a great game against Germany. Yeah. What does that do for him in terms of, of his, you know, his chances of nailing down a, a place next season when you've got Matty James, Joe Williams, etc., cetera, vying for that position? Well, I mean, it, it should fill us with real confidence. I mean, I, I don't think we've seen, we, we saw a player in his first game, who, or his first couple of games, I think it was his first game that scored, then got the injury in, in that and then struggled. The, the QPR game away, was it last season or the season before? I can't think. Um, where he scored the second goal from Callum's round the world run. Yeah. Um, he, he again looked brilliant getting in the box. I'd, I'd like to see him given that more of that license. So for me, I'd love to see him perform at this level, do really well, come back with the confidence. And then you've got him, 
You've got a fit Joe Williams, hopefully. You've got Matty James. You've got Tyreek. You've got Han Noah. You start to look at that and go, cool. Whereas we thought we might be a little bit light there, mm. we've got a bit of strength there. So, so how's, um, how's about... Um, Thinking of being, yeah, I'll stop short of that. Careful, edit edit that part. (laughs) Um, So, if we look at England's formation, the four-two-three-one, who's to say that isn't the way that Pearson will be going? In which case, actually, you've got a lot of options here because in that setup, which isn't necessarily one that City have used, but not a million miles away from what they have used, you could have. Nadge and Williams as your two, and Matt James as the the sort of the almost number eight, number ten. Yeah, and then and then you, you know you you likes of Jada Silver could suddenly end up being the left of your that that three. Well, you, and your Matt James performance. You're sorry, your Matt James slot there is is Andy Vyman as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, he, he's so you Andy Vyman's your right yeah. of your three. You yeah. could end up with Jada Silver. Or Calamo Dowder is your left of your three. Yeah. You know, so I think it will be about options, but I think what Pearson's th- going for is a reliable core. When when you've got a, a fit squad again, you know, and, and I know, you know, we <coughs> Dean said. Holden was so unlucky, wasn't he? Yeah and, yeah, and it is easily said. But when you start to talk about some of those names, and I'm not going to sit and go, God, we should be playoffs, and you know, but but it's a decent squad when you start to look at that. It you is. know, Han Noah improved massively and, and towards the back end of the season was a much better player for us. Joe Williams, we've just not seen, but in, in the brief cameo we saw, you thought, yeah, he looks a player. Um, Chris Martin, a, a Chris Martin on a strong pre-season, you know, coming back. Andy Vyman coming back. Um you know, if you can add in then the striker that he wants to sign and potentially another midfielder, then it does look like a strong squad that shouldn't then struggle. But who knows? Because you I don't mean, know what. I still I think, think there are. I think there are players that are going to go out. I do still think that. There's, yeah, there's I, I think it's. I think it's understanding roles and responsibilities as well. So there there will be you know he will set his stall out as to a particular formation you'd think um and then it's about players learning how to compete for certain roles and maybe also being able to fulfill a second role but within that same format so the likes of Naki Wells for example he will have you know he'll either have to play down the middle on his own potentially or he needs to learn how to play the left of that three behind. And it, I think it will come down to he wants that continuity, or I think we all do to a degree, we want a continuity where players understand the roles that they're being asked to play and that doesn't keep changing. One thing we haven't mentioned there is the, is the third sort of cog in the Foxes reunited with Andy King. Um, so yeah. another midfielder to throw into the mix. He's been training. He's an ex City, well, he's a City fan as a boy, etc. So, arguably a good fit. But Matt, what can you tell us about Andy King and the way he plays and compare him to someone? Um, he, I've seen him play for Wells a fair chunk as well, and he he was one of those players who did get in the box and would get on the end of, of sort of headers and stuff. Um, remind remind, it's going to be a blast from the past. Um, do you remember Paul Fitzpatrick? Yeah, I mean that is like. 
Yeah, it, re- it really is. And and he never really fulfilled his potential. But the, the comparison for me is that he's got a bit about him. He's quite tall, Andy King. Um, I don't know if if he him coming in, if we keep the players we talked about, does that then put a bit of a block for the likes of Tyreek and Hanno in some of the game time they may get? And Nash. So now we've got Matty James. I'm not... I wouldn't be that disappointed if Andy King didn't sign. Um mm. But again, at 32 with the experience, it's what Pearson's looking for, isn't it? So I, I think Pearson was so probably unimpressed with some of the performances last season. He's almost thinking like you guys, you know, I know what you're capable of. Capable of you've you've had your you had your chance to impress me in the last season, and some of you haven't. So that's why I'm looking at players like Andy King. Yeah, yeah, and and it, you know he absolutely will be, won't he, because of that? But. Um, Just yeah, a quick I, update. There was a great comedy own goal there for um, by Slovakia. Um, the ball hit the bar, bounced up in the air, and the keepers tried to knock it over the bar and knocked it into the net. So uh, did he really? <laughs> one for you to check out. Um, so yeah, it's arranged to be seen on the Andy King front, but um, it's uh, you know encouraging to see some names. You know, deals done, Matt. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, great. And and early as well, I think if we can get the, the couple more in um, and know what we've got as a starting point, um, then that, that bodes well, doesn't it? Because, you know, our, our most successful season under Steve Cottrell, Steve Cottrell did his business early and, mm. you know, they, they all went away, formed the the friendships that they, you know, were, were really, really strong friendships, weren't they, as we've subsequently seen. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's a good start. Let, let's hope that we can get the other ones over the line. I think like Rob said, the, the, the Atkinson at Oxford's a big one for me. I think if we can get him, that gives you that left-hand side defender as well. Um, but it looks like that one might be a bit of a difficult one to get over the line. And then Jamie Vardy or Ian Acho from Leicester. Up front, yeah, yeah. And if... Um, Ozaki, is it Ozaki? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what um, I don't know what Mares has got left on his deal at Man City, but that connection's there, isn't it? But but truthfully, there's you know you'd think Matty James, the connection with Pearson, must have played a big part in that. Oh, yeah. Plus everything you read of players saying about it's all set, the high performance centre is you know so special mm. that yeah, it's it's good, it's good, it's pro- looks promising, doesn't it? Lovely stuff. Okay, uh, fixtures okay. announced tomorrow. Yep. Um, looking forward to that. It's well, what, what are we looking for a home or away first game? Well, now that the balloon fiesta has been cancelled for spectators, I guess that sort of throws, throws that uh, open. But mm. if it had been, then it would mean we'd be home first game. So whether they've thrown that into the supercomputer or not, who knows? But I think we'll be home first game. Um, you know. I, I wonder with the pitch now having to be relayed, um, and because of the the national league game in that, I wonder whether we might put in a request for the first one to be away or something. But yeah, that's happened before, isn't it? But yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, you'd be. What's the the fixture you're looking out for, Rob? In terms of a home and away, pick two out, Ugh, or God. a date? Are you looking uh, like well, when the, your birthday the, the, is? Or yeah, the well, the away one, obviously Fulham away is the one yeah. that we're, we're <laughs> all, all eye up. Um, yeah, not too fussed about being at home first you just wonder are we going to be a hundred percent from you know in terms of being able to all go got it you know so it's almost like if there's any doubt of that you want to start with an away game just (laughs) just to make it more more possible um I mean Richard Gold seems to imply didn't he that that 
you know they'd be hopeful of of having sort of full crowds so yeah um but I'd, I'd soon i think i'd always sooner finish on a home game mm. than start on a mm. home game if if the if there's a choice yeah yeah obviously yeah fulham's the one that everyone's looking for in terms of an away away game the boxing day it's always nice to be home on boxing day boxing day new year's yeah. day yeah 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 so um, yeah new year new year's day not so much it, it'd be interesting <laughs> with fulham i don't know where fulham are in terms of their grand um, oh yeah, true. redevelopment because obviously it was restricted numbers, wasn't it, last season or the season before for us? Yeah, you'd like to think should with done, COVID, with that, that, it should be done. Yeah, you'd yeah. like to think, wouldn't you? And um, that'd be interesting with Fulham because there's a lot of talk of Scott Parker going to Bournemouth, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so you've got, I mean, that might happen. So they're they're looking for a manager. There's another West Brom is still looking for a manager, aren't they? Yeah, West um, Brom away is another one. Um, we always like that one. Yeah, we had a great to get night. that one on a Tuesday night. West Brom, yeah, away, don't we? yeah, we had a great night the season before last up there. Yeah, um, just want to touch on as well the the Bristol Bears. Um, I don't know if you okay. guys watched that game, but uh, it was twenty eight nil at half time, um, and who they would lost. who would have expected <laughs> the game to then be drawn at full time and then yep. to lose. You know, after extra time, um, I really, really felt for you know Joe Joyce and yeah. and the boys because what a kick in the teeth! It's mm. something that we'll never understand as football fans of winning the league and then having to win the league again um, or get to the final or whatever it's called. But well, um, Brent Bristol, Bristol went through it for years trying to get trying to back get up. Yeah, I I just. 28 nil at halftime, you, you mm. think. Was was there an air of complacency or was it just that, that the Harlequins were that good coming back? Um, and I don't mean that disrespectfully to, to Joe or any of the lads that, you know, it, it, it must be difficult. You must be on such a high thinking 28 nil, crikey, you know, mm. this is this is done and dusted. And you, you've got to say hats off to Harlequins to come back like yeah. that. Incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think they, yeah, I think you give the initial credit to Harlequins, but yeah. then... They- it got to a stage where they'd got it down to, let's say, 10 points behind. Mm. They then knew it was on. Yeah. Um, and Bristol then obviously got twitchy. And it would probably get, you know, and that momentum kept going and going and going. Which is natural, isn't it? You, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, yeah. it, it, but just gutted for them because, again, they'd been, they had been the best team all year. Yeah. Played some fabulous football, rugby and... You know, to miss out like that is a is a gutter for them, and yeah. and probably Exeter will go on and win it because yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. They've been there before, haven't they? So, but yeah. I'd I'd be happy. I'd be actually be happy if Harlequins went on to win it based yeah, on absolutely. you know based on just actually how good they were coming back. Yeah, yeah it was fabulous. Uh, what, and they also got to say that the Torquay game. I was going to say, what else oh, was fabulous? <laughs> that that last yeah, minute yeah. header equaliser from the Torquay goalkeeper. Oh was sensational. I mean, I'm yeah. yeah, we're not talky fans, but as football fans, that's that's everything you want to see, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it? It was I mean, I think if you throw in the mix then it was a Gary Johnson team, mm. it was a Brazilian goalkeeper, um, it was Jake Andrews in Connor Lemony Evans sort of playing there. They are just a bit gutted for him really. Mm. Um and it it was great for Hartley Paul and and for their fans who probably there were fans that watched that game who came to Ashton Gate for the yeah. the playoff semi-final. So nice that 
they can have the right end of that kind of result. But Jeff Stellin it, must have thought, oh God, oh, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you've got to say for the goalkeeper as well. I mean, not only does he score, yeah, he then saves. saves the first two penalties. And it's like anything in it. You, you, your keeper saving a pen is only ever any good if you then make the next one. And mm. I thought the... Was it the first one was saved, wasn't it? And then the second one, he hit the bar and or went over the top or whatever it was. And yeah. you then sort of thought, yeah, Hartlepool must have then thought their name was on it, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and today there was an announcement from Ashton Gate Stadium. Elton John is returning to Ashton Gate next next year. <laughs> Either of you fans of Elton? Not not at over a hundred quid, which is what it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> not not um, having seen the video recently of him singing, I don't know what he was on. Oh, I, saw I remember that. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. If, it's, if it's anything like that, let's just say he obviously went very well then. Or I, I'm uh, still had, standing, but actually, had, are you really? Yeah, <laughs> had, had, hadn't gargled, but yeah, it was dreadful. So no, yeah, this I, is, I, I mean, this... I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been going anyway. Other than like Rob said, if you get a decent ticket, obviously, he's, you know, he's a, he's a superstar, isn't he? So yeah. great, great kudos for for Mike. You know, and the, and the team down there getting it, but and, and Mark, um, Mark, even sorry, and, Mark, and, yeah. and Jonathan Gold. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, funny enough, I reckon you got Richard Gold all over that because probably I went on yeah. about, I went on about um, Somerset, and I think the first thing that he did that suddenly raised the profile is that they had an Elton John concert down at the Taunton County Ground. Well, we've already it's, had Elton John at Ashton Gate, haven't we? That was that yeah, when he was there so, last time. <laughs> yeah, tra- trademark Richard Gould, I reckon. It's all over. It must, it must be good mates. Brilliant. Okay, chaps. Well, um, it's almost half time now in the the uh, Spain Slovakia game, so uh, we'll we'll get in and watch the second half, yeah. and then tonight there's a couple of crackers. So good luck to Adam Norge uh, <laughs> yes. this yeah. evening. Uh, how will be sporting that moustache again? No, I think it's gone. I think. Oh, it's is gone, it gone? Mate. Is it? All oh, right. Yeah. But uh, looking forward to that. Anyway, chaps, thanks for joining us. We will speak again soon. Have a good evening. Cheers, everyone. See you, Bob, for listening. Thank you. See you, Bob. Bye-bye. Bye.